Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Our number one of the get right. We're Reg and KG on 105. Three of the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What do you do, baby? Alec Medford holding it down for you here on this hump night edition, RJ Choppy. All right. Of the get right on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers, 105. Three of the fan. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckright.com text line. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we're with you for the next four hours here as we are just one night away. One sleep. From the NFL's annual selection meeting in Kansas City, Missouri, otherwise known, of course, as the NFL Draft, where your Dallas Cowboys hold the number 26 overall pick. We appreciate our sponsors on our path to the draft coverage, Pluckers, also K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, and the Owner's Box inside the Omni Hotel in Dallas. Appreciate all of our terrific sponsors helping us out this year on our path to the draft. Speaking of that path in 19 minutes, Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com live in Kansas City will be joining us to give us the latest buzz in Kansas City. She had a chance to talk with, among others, Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Ooh. Network who currently right now on the NFL Network is putting out his final mock draft. So, Medford, uh, if you could let me know once we get to the Cowboys at 26, what he is uh, discussing there, that would be much appreciated. Thank you, sir. Um, so, a lot to get to tonight. But yeah, That was fly how you did that on the air. Yeah. Like see, Medford now, we we here. Because, Medford, what, what's, what's, what's the true saying? What's the one saying that we both agree on in the philosophy of life? Um, that's a good question. I love that. Don't yeah. do, really? Beautiful. Yeah. That's a chef kiss. Come on. Man. I love it. Come on, Matt. Find it with me. Lock in with me. Lock in with me. He's We're- trying so hard. Just let it go. Everything. How is this pro wrestling related, though? See, that's because, it didn't even because land. everything is. Thank you, Medford. You just made my day. Wow, I Medford. That. I thought I'm we on were... Reggie's side today. I'm sorry. Woo! Whoa! 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 Wait a minute. Yeah, baby. Wait a minute. It's going to be a good show. I thought we was having our CM Punk Triple H moment. Mm, you know, maybe burying, you know. We did that like a month ago. We need to revisit the... Uh, the uh, you know, word? marriage counseling. You know? A word? Yeah. Is that what we need to do? Yeah, we need, we need to... to revisit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe Couple we'll, therapy. we'll go to Chicago and go bury the hatchet. How about that? Yeah, the uh, Allstate Arena or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got it. Good job. We'll, we'll get. <laughs> Was that Lucius back there? Yeah, he's back here somewhere. Oh, okay. I thought I heard him say something. I thought he wanted to say something to us. So I was like, okay. Uh, but the NBA, though. That the man NBA... did his time. He, yeah, he, he did. Already, he, he did his show. Let him do what he needs to do back there. 100%. 
Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Attitude. I guess I'll tell Metford's Twitter, uh, at Alec on the radio, if you want to give him all the follows. Uh, three closeout games tonight in progress as the Memphis Grizzlies looking to stave off elimination stave. along with the Cavaliers and the third team being. Who'd you mention? I mentioned the Cavaliers. Uh-huh. The, the Grizzlies. Uh-huh. There's one more. I actually don't remember as soon as you said it. The Milwaukee Bucks, man. Oh, that's right. Oh, jeez. Come I love on. You know, Both of y'all need to lock in. Tap he's, in. He's trying to play like, it like on, it's man. my fault. Come on now. He didn't remember neither. I it, just want y'all to understand No, that. I named two of the three, mm-hmm. and then I conveniently forgot the third one. That's, that's right. Where you're that's supposed right. to pick me up and say, hey, I got you on that last I'll one. I'll admit, that was my, I'll put my hand up. Wow. That's, that's on me. Basketball guy over here is supposed to have that one for him. But yes. The Cavs, the Grizzlies, and the Bucks all trying to stave off elimination. Right now, the Knicks are up by 10 at halftime. Julius Randle just rolled his ankle and went to the Oh, room. boy, that's not good. Uh, meanwhile, the Memphis Grizzlies up by six early on in, or excuse me, late in the first quarter. 8 8.30, you've got Miami and Milwaukee at 9 o'clock. The 2-2 series, Golden State of Sacramento, uh, that will be on TNT later on tonight. So are any of those aforementioned three teams, Reg? Getting at the paint tonight, or are all of these series getting extended in your mind? Um, I think the Grizzlies are out of here, and it's in part because of what we talked about uh, yesterday. And I'm saying this in the face of them being up double digits at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, this is a team that I, I got questions about their heart, and like I, I typically, you know me, Ooh. I try not to go to these like depths of questioning mm-hmm. motivation and psychology mm-hmm. and stuff. But I am just, I'm sickened by like. He said he's sickened. Quite, I, I, it's as strong as words as I could as I could utilize in this place. Them dudes lost a game, and then decided not to talk to the media at all after talking big. You know what? Yeah. Before cash right? like, money. That's the type of stuff when you do when you feel like this is over. And so, look. There's a possibility at home, you know, the Grizzlies start shooting well, which it does look like they're doing early. And, then, you know, they win this game. When it comes to getting out of this series, oh, yeah. So, like, might as well end it now in my mind because I'm I'm done watching it. Well, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm, who am I kidding? But, like, I, I, I fully and truly believe that that's a team that, like, their heart isn't in it in the way that it needs to be. And that's really disappointing from a Memphis Grizzlies team that has all of the, or at least in theory, has all of the things to make them a fun, interesting basketball team, which the NBA needs a ton of. Yeah, I picked the Grizzlies before tonight's game to get the win in game five because I just could not see this group, based off of what they were able to do during the regular season, go out at home that way. And so far, at the end of one, they are up by 14, 38 to 24 on the Los Angeles Lakers. But as far as this series is concerned, yeah, this is a wrap. Hey, shout out to Greece from the 214. What's up, fellas? Listening to you in Greece tonight. It's 3 a.m. That's dope. Shout out to everybody listening. That's an elite close and Close and far away. We appreciate you joining us on the Get Right. Uh, what about these other ones? All right, so the interesting one for me is Heat Bucks because the Bucks are a team that we all acknowledge is good at basketball. They quite literally have the best player in the world by most people's estimations mm-hmm. in uh, Giannis Adetokounmpo, right? The, the Miami Heat have found ways to play really good basketball, not allow the Bucks to do exactly what they want to do. And uh, obviously, uh, John is having that back injury 
the back contusion and the limited limiting of his movement somewhat in the last game, it showed to be a little bit of an issue. And now the Bucks have to win three straight just to keep it moving. Uh, how do you feel about that series uh, tonight in particular as they go back to Milwaukee, but as they try and finish out the first round? Another home team whom I'm picking to win their game to stave off elimination. and Oh, more staves. Just yeah. all the staves. Yeah, I mean, that's the, all three of these teams are in position to mm-hmm. have to do tonight. Milwaukee in particular, I tend to rely on the fact that this is the best defensive team in the NBA, and Miami was the lowest scoring team in the league this year on a points-per-game basis. Yes, they got an absolutely all-timer from Jimmy Butler in game four to get them up three games to one. But the complexion of this series would look very different if Giannis doesn't miss those couple of games. And what Miami was able to take advantage of was a Milwaukee Buck team that was hampered without its best player. Even in the game, though, in game four, Giannis had a triple-double. He was still, at times, working his way back. Mm-hmm. There were times in the game where you said, oh, that's the Giannis of old. And there were other times you say, oh, he's still getting his legs back under him to get back into the series. And for Milwaukee now, that's what they've got to get back to. Defending the way that they're capable of and making sure that everybody else beats them except for Jimmy Butler. If that is the case, I would not be surprised if you saw some little du- some double team action on Jimmy Butler a little bit, try to force the action to get the ball out of his hands a little bit more to make some of these other dudes, Struess, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, among others, try to be the guys that beat Milwaukee because they just simply cannot allow Jimmy Butler to have free reign and will the way that he did in game four. Sure, and I I think you're right about the idea that this series kind of, it looks a little different than it's been because of those missing Mm -hmm. games from the best player in the world, right? Um, However, it is now where it is, which is 3-1 and zero margin for error. And the thing that gives me a little bit of pause is what lost the Milwaukee Bucks that game four was that they had been going toe-to-toe with Jimmy Butler as he's putting on this supernova performance, and then just down the stretch, their half-course offense broke down. And that's something that is in them, that their half-court offense can break down from time to time. And all it takes is one at this point. You have no more margin for error because of the injury that was sustained that lost you a couple of games. Uh, so that's the thing that scares me. I believe in the Bucks as a team and has the, as they're constituted. It'd be hard not to if you looked at the way that they played in the regular season and if you just put on a TV when they are playing basketball. Problem is, margin for error is all the way gone. And that it, it is a level of error that I could see happening, which is unfortunate. Uh, from the 817 is Mike Bootenholz are gone if the Bucks lose. It seems a little wild, but I could see it happening. No, he's not going anywhere. I mean, he's now entrenched as a champion in this league. And for Milwaukee, they have just ran into some bad luck with the Giannis injury and a complete buzzsaw that was Jimmy Butler in game four. Otherwise, I think we're looking at a totally different series based on what these two teams were in the regular season with Milwaukee being the deepest and best defense in the league while the Miami Heat relying singularly on Jimmy Butler to get them what they need to offensively on most nights. The other matchups that we're looking at tonight includes the Golden State Warriors visiting the Sacramento Kings in Game 5, the pivotal Game 5 of this series. That game is at 9 o'clock in Sacramento. Golden State, a two-point favorite on the road in this one. The storyline going into Game 5 for Sacramento, 
De'Aaron Fox and how effective he is going to be tonight as he is dealing with that fractured finger going into game five. Yeah, that's going to matter a large amount because he's the only dude that you roll the ball to and say, go get a bucket for the Sacramento Kings. I understand DeMontis Sabonis is very good at basketball, but that's not quite what he is doing. He's very much doing a lot of the dribble handoffs and those types of things. And when he does have an opportunity to affect games, he does, but it's not, it is not in that very particular, we need a bucket in this moment, right? Um, that changes a little bit, I, I would suppose, with uh, the fractured finger that he does have, even though he will have it kind of like splinted up or protected in some way. Um, and also, his shooting has been very useful for them this series. But outside of just the injury, I think some of this is, as a series goes on longer, you need to have counterpunches. You need to have secondary and tertiary pitches to liken it to pitching. And the thing about the Sacramento Kings coming into this is they did one thing and they did it all the way, right? They did it at 100. All gas, no breaks. <laughs> and I'm very, I don't think that there's any any counters for them. So I do wonder if we look up and we see that the Warriors have figured out, like, if they got something for it, right? Otherwise, we are we remain in the place where the Warriors just can't win on the road. And I I could see that happening just as well. But I, the, I, I hear you on the idea that, the Warriors are probably just a better team, maybe not even in like the the outlet of all the players are better and all the you know all of the metrics are better and all that, but just this is an organization. Now we get into the experience thing. Organization that's had a lot of time together, that's put together a booklet of all sorts of answers because they've done this enough against a team that just does has one thing pretty much. Now, granted, all credit to Mike Brown, who's play you know coached. Mm-hmm. The Warriors and who has a lot of experience in this league, but I also don't know that they just I just don't know that they have a lot of different things to bring to the table. If that one thing goes uh, again at Golden One Center, cool. But I, I think that they are kind of on the ropes here, unfortunately. The word that comes to mind for me tonight in game five between Golden State and Sacramento is the word trust. I trust Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Stephen Curry to be able to have that championship medal and experience because that's what I believe is going to show up and be the difference in tonight's game. Sacramento is in a position where they've got a chance on their home floor to put Golden State on the brink. Will the maturity of this team grow enough throughout the course of the season and in this series to allow them to seize that moment? Because if they don't, this is a championship group that has been there, done that, and oh, by the way, are the reigning NBA champions. They know how to figure out ways to win games and I think this is the one that they figure out to win on the road to get it back to the Chase Center with a chance to close it out. I'm picking Golden State to take the 3-2 series lead in this game on the strength of what those three, I believe, will give in the Golden State Warriors and the trust factor that I have to find a way to get it done, regardless of the circumstances in tonight's game. I've grown attached to the narrative that the Warriors are are just not good at winning on the road, and it would make me happy just from a ha-ha you know, perspective yeah. for that to continue. And just give me more of these games. Like, yeah, as much as we we tried to lament the playoffs this, you know, this offseason, this series in particular is one that you could look at for all of the entertainment value that you very much bang for your buck when it comes to Warriors, Kings. And that was evidenced by the fact that Game 4 was quite literally the most watched first round NBA playoff game since 2002. Right, we've seen that people have gravitated to this series. So give me some more of it, Kings. More so than anything, um, I'm here for the Lakers and the Warriors in the Western Conference semifinals. Oh yeah, we can get there. 
like the like I understand what you're saying with the entertainment value that Sacramento and Golden State have provided. Oh boy, I cannot wait though until those two teams get together. What appears to be if the oh there he goes the Warriors are counting able. the Kings out. Somebody tell Mike Brown. Kevin I, I Gray just, of the get right. I just is counting picked them out. the Warriors to win Game Five. Yeah, so let's, let's go put that on a bull, uh, bulletin board somewhere. Which means you know what happens at Game Six because <laughs> most of the time, get Golden that State. to Harrison Barnes, please. Oh, okay. That's that's the savior that you're looking for. Okay. All right. Good luck with that. Also, that one too. Take that. All that. All of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Take all, that with you, huh? That Harrison Barnes slander. Mm-hmm. Send that directly mm-hmm. to him. Take that with you. Love Dirk. Uh, 61-51 at halftime. Knicks up on the Cleveland Cavaliers. It is early in the second quarter as the Los Angeles Lakers are down by 12 to the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, 8.30 tip-off between the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. And then at 9 o'clock, Golden State, Sacramento, pivotal game five in that series. It's the get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105. Three of the fan coming up next live from my hometown in Kansas City, Missouri. Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com to give us the latest mm. on the Cowboys just one night away from the NFL draft. We do it next on the Get Right. It's the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105. Three of the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Alec Med for holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckwreck.com text line. 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation coming up here in 18 minutes. The good guys decided they didn't want to handle business in Cincinnati and dropped all three of their games against the Reds. What in the world is happening with your Texas Rangers? We'll get into a little Rangers talk at the bottom of the hour here on your home of the Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Right now, though... We go to the Diamond Factory Hotline, where live in Kansas City, Missouri, she is a host and reporter for DallasCowboys.com, Emmy winner as well. That's right. And today, at least for one time, you know, she was cheering. I don't know. Were you cheering for Manchester City today, Haley? Um, listen, Kevin, I don't want to talk about it because mm-hmm. uh-huh. I was incredibly disappointed. Mm-hmm. And all I can say without, I'm going to be polite here and I'm going to take the high road, but just know that one of us is still at the top of the table and the other is not. So that's all I'm going to say. Not when the game, not when these games in hand, uh-huh. not when these games in hand, you're going to come sit next to us here soon. <laughs> you know what? I'm not getting into it. I'm not. I, I was working today. I didn't see the game. I don't want to talk about the game. I'm disappointed in the game, and that that's whatever. It's still Gunners. Gunners for life. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Haley is an <laughs> Arsenal fan, and you would think that she mm. knows this because that's what they do. Um, that being said. <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Listen, I always tell everybody, like, my, my favorite thing is that I root for teams that don't always meet expectations, and that's Arsenal in a nutshell. So, Gunners. Uh, speaking of not meeting, <laughs> meeting expectations, KG is going to hate this segue. Uh, have you have you had any Kansas City barbecue? And what do you hey, think? Hey, hey, hey! Uh, because this has been a long term battle between KG and Ooh. the Tolos on whether whether or not Kansas City barbecue is. Now good. wait, before Haley answers, I saw her post today about this. Okay, and I'm gonna have to confront it once she gives her answer on air for everyone else. 
Okay, so here's my thing. We went to Arthur Bryant for a media opportunity where we got a chance to talk with Charles Davis, Joel Klatt, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, some really good draft insight today, and it happened to be at this historic place called Arthur Bryant. Um, I am a barbecue snob. My, I grew up with my dad. He has, like, three different pits. Three, He does a pellet grill and all, all the things, and so he's won awards for his barbecue. So I have pretty high expectations, even in Texas when it comes to barbecue. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Arthur Bryant's was the move personally. Um, I didn't care for it, but I'm, I've been given some suggestions to check out some other places. So I'm going to keep an open mind until I leave. And then I'll try to do like a overall, like, okay, what did we think? But as of right now, Texas is blowing Kansas City out of the water mm. with barbecue. You hear that, Kate? Blowing the out of the water. The okay. part of my meal today. So, well, you said the best part of your meal was what? The fries. Woo! <laughs> All right, Haley. Again, Ooh, that's downright again, disrespectful. Not, I like it. I'm, but what? But again, I've only been to one place, so I'm not going to try to lump it all into one category. I'm going to keep an open mind because I've been given some other suggestions. I've been told that there's some other places here, so I'm just counting this as a. They were busy. Uh, the service was great. The restaurant was great. Um, so I don't want to dog the place. Like, it was great. Um, it just does not compare personally to some barbecue that I've had in my home state of Texas. Okay. So before I ask you a real – relax, Medford. I don't see – I don't like you shaking your head back there. Um, before I ask you an actual <laughs> draft question, was one of those suggestions uh, Gates Barbecue? It was not. I believe oh, somebody see, said see, see, uh, they Q29 up. or Q39, something mm-hmm, to that mm-hmm, effect. Yep. Um, and then someone else said Joe's. Yep, yep, Joe's, Oklahoma Joe's. Yeah, Same Joe's KC and Q39. Those are my two recommendations. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to I'm gonna keep it an open mind until I go to a place that's been recommended, and then I will – make my final decision. I'm going to have to make a couple phone calls on your behalf because you get, you're not getting the real from my folks in Kansas City about what barbecue place you need to go to. Oh, don't worry. I'll take yeah, care of you. Yeah, give me rags. Yeah, I'll take care of you. Um, <laughs> what were you able to glean from the Daniel Jeremiah's and the Charles Davis's of the world today and what they had to say about what they feel like the Cowboys are going to do tomorrow night? Yeah, so much good information today. Uh, they were, first off, I want to say, like, they were so gracious, you know, with these Media scrums, you never really know what you're going to get. You don't know how much access you're going to actually get to, you know, whether it's a former player, an analyst, whatever it is. But the PR staff that was there was really accommodating. We were able to get one-on-ones with each one of the guys. So it was really good just to kind of pick their brains and not just get surface-level information. But uh, the biggest, and I'm not going to say surprising, but I guess it was just interesting, uh, the overarching thing that these guys kind of talked about was for the Cowboys – at that pick at 26, uh, it would probably benefit them to trade up, especially if Bijan Robinson was available. That was the guy who they kept kind of defaulting to. We know that Bijan has ties to the Cowboys. We all know how exciting it would be to have him um, on the roster come August later this year. But it was very interesting that that was kind of the general consensus among those guys. I even had a chance to talk to Ryan Clark, actually. We just came over from the setup, and Ryan kind of said the same thing. Uh, but realistically, it feels more like drafting a tight end at that 26 spot feels a little bit more comfortable because when you're looking at what the Cowboys already have done in free agency, uh, this draft is much more of a, okay, let's bring in some weapons and add to what we have versus we have some real desperate needs that we can't get by in 2023 without. 
Um, so it was definitely interesting conversation, some names that we've talked about previously that everyone kind of knows at this point, but uh, they were really high on Dalton Kincaid, uh, Michael Mayer, and even Luke Musgraves was a name that was thrown in at that tight end spot. So uh, it's really interesting, and the Cowboys have a lot of wiggle room with that pick. You know, their draft board, I'm sure they're tidying it up as we speak, and so they'll kind of just have to play chess and, and figure out who's going where. But, uh, yeah, the general consensus prayed up to get – a running back like Bijan or Jameer Gibbs, or you take a tight end to that spot. We're talking to Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com. And Haley, I mean, I'm sure you've heard with Stephen Jones talking in the pre-draft presser and then also on KNC Masterpiece here on 105 Through the Fan. You know, it feels like he's kind of giving away the game and sometimes because when he's talked about the possibility of, you know, what's some of the deepest positions in this draft or, you know, kind of talking about the idea of what they might do with 26, tight end seems to come up early so one do you kind of feel that as you you know you've kind of talked around to folks and then two I guess to get a little deeper it seems like folks have all pointed to but what about the two young tight ends that you had on this roster uh what is your standpoint on that as well sure yeah I think the tight end position makes a lot of sense I'm not going to say it makes the most sense but it makes a lot of sense this is a class where you haven't really seen a group of tight ends across the board be so strong Uh, you know, than what we've seen in recent years. So it's definitely an intriguing position from that regard. But you have to think about how the Cowboys want to use their tight ends. Mike McCarthy told us at the Combine way earlier this year, it feels like, uh, that they're kind of playing with that tight end position given the loss of Dalton Schultz. Um, You know, they want someone who's going to come in and be versatile. They want someone who's going to be, you know, a good blocker because you lose – that pass protection and when, when you lose Ezekiel Elliott. So they want to bring in a guy who, and not just bring in a guy, but just the tight end position in general for the Cowboys. They want someone who's going to be, you know, strong at the line of scrimmage, but also be able, you know, to maybe get you down the field on short down yardage or whatever the case may be. So they're definitely looking for versatility at that position. And you can get that, I think, with this tight end group. That being said, it's no shade to the guys who are still here. Uh, It's no secret. I'm obsessed with those guys, Jake and Peyton. They're my favorite guys on the roster by far. Um, And I think you'll see a huge jump from both of them going into this season. But you have to be realistic. You know, Dalton was still tight end one in 2022. And while you did see Jake get some meaningful minutes and some meaningful yardage there, uh, especially towards the end of the season and when Dalton was out, Peyton was the same way. You just, you never know what to get in that year one to year two jump. So when you have a position group like tight end in this draft, that feels really strong. Naturally, you want to bring in a guy who is also either going to be an immediate contributor or a guy who can hop in the system and be kind of in the draft and develop mindset that the Cowboys are so attached to. So I like a picket tight end at 26. I think it, it, it's spicy. Uh, it's maybe not what people expect or what people may want, but I think what I've learned with this organization is you have to trust what they do because they've got really good results in the draft. Interestingly enough, Daniel Jeremiah's final mock draft has been released and he selects <laughs> Luke Musgrave, the tight end from yeah. Oregon State at number 26, with Michael Mayer having gone number 21 in his mock draft to the Los Angeles Chargers. Hello, Kellen Moore. Uh, he would get another weapon there. So interesting to see where Jeremiah stands on his final mock draft going into tomorrow. And I, I do want to ask you, though, a lot of the talk has been on the offensive side of the ball, whether it be a tight end, possibly a wide receiver, maybe an offensive lineman. Is there a defensive prospect that intrigues you 
that as they are sitting there at 26, you may have a second look that you may want to see the Cowboys take? Yeah, I definitely obviously think that the biggest issue on defense last year was stopping the run. And it was addressed when they brought in big Jonathan Hankins at the trade deadline. There was significant improvement there. Um, I think your defense is pretty solid, but when you look, you know, at what this defense offers, it's not just a matter of, you know, who's going to come in and help solve that right now, but who's a guy you can get in for a longevity standpoint, you know, like some of these guys on the defensive line, especially in the interior are guys who are coming up on contracts and you're going to have to start thinking, okay, tank, how much more does he have in the tank? Dorrance, how much more does he have and what kind of deals are they going to be making down the line? So while I don't have anybody specifically in mind defensively, uh, I think that they will do their due diligence to kind of take a look at that. And Steven even told us on Monday when he spoke to us, uh, and I believe Mike did as well, um, you know, from that standpoint, he is really adamant on building the defense on what is already in the building. Those are guys that have the experience who understand the Dan Quinn system and what the expectations are from Dan. And so it's really interesting. I'm actually interested to see how they approach that because Mike is pretty confident in, you know, addressing um, that internally, I guess. So good as your choice is as good as mine, I guess. It'll be interesting to see how they go from the defensive standpoint. I tell that room service they can wait. I know. I, I think that caught me off guard. I couldn't figure out why the phone was ringing. Do we want to answer that on air? Do we want to see what they what they want? No. No. Okay. Fantastic. No, I'll fill you guys uh, in later. All right. Fantastic. Uh, speaking about swinging back, um, with the NFL draft, obviously the draft itself is something, but sometimes it can be a a landmark in the landscape that you know has other things happen. Like obviously, Aaron Rodgers were traded. There was kind of talk before maybe a week or two ago maybe a little bit earlier about the idea of these veteran running backs that have been looking seeking trades to have better uh situations for themselves and they some of those had been linked to the Cowboys someone like a Derrick Henry or some others um if those you know once we get through the draft those players are made available do you see that as a possibility for this Cowboys team especially understanding that you've got Tony Pollard coming back on a single year uh you know franchise tag and then after that is guys that you don't necessarily view as, you know, staples in a running back room. Yeah, I am super interested to see how the running back room pans out, especially after this draft. Because, again, you know, when you look at that position, you're looking for a guy who could come in and be an immediate impact player because you're relying on Tony to be your running back one. We have to be mindful he is coming off of a, a broken leg and a high ankle sprain from that game earlier this year. Not that I have any doubt that he won't make a full recovery, but it's still something to keep in mind. You added a Ronald Jones during free agency, a guy who had a lot of potential. His ceiling was really high, but he's also battled some injuries. So you really don't know what to expect from Ronald Jones. You've got Malik Davis, who had some really meaningful minutes last year. Uh, but just how much is he going to be in the mix? And then some of the other guys on the practice squad as well, who could be doing some moving around. So I kind of like the idea of adding a veteran presence there you know especially if it's something to where you can work out a short-term deal to where they come in they make their impact very similar to what the Cowboys did with T.Y. Hilton uh, last year at the trade deadline bringing in a guy who you know has maybe some more mileage but still has some left in the tank he's going to come in you don't have to worry about a learning curve because this is a guy who understands what it's like running tough in the NFL uh, so that's a super interesting point. As long as Derrick Henry doesn't make his way to Philadelphia, like I'm, I'm good. But the 
The rumors of him going to Philly, a little bit terrifying. I hope they're just rumors. So we'll see kind of where he ends up to. But, yeah, it's definitely an interesting time to be running back in the NFL. Haley, let the folks know what you're going to be doing over the next couple days with DallasCowboys.com as you get ready for the draft. Yeah, so I am actually getting ready to crank out an article or two just based on some of the stuff we heard from our NFL analysts today. So that should be coming out probably tomorrow morning. Um, We've also got some uh, fun pieces that we've been doing as well. So be on the lookout for some stuff on social media. Uh, We will be on the red carpet starting at, I believe, 4 o'clock tomorrow. So grabbing any and all interviews we can get with players, prospects, uh, any more analysts that are there just to get as much insight we can, not only about the draft, but just about the Cowboys' outlook going into 2023. Uh, one of the things I asked most of the guys today was how close they thought this Dallas Cowboys team is to a Super Bowl. Um, and really, to my surprise, a lot of them think they're right on the, the edge there. They're, you know, kind of a few more pieces, and they're, they're tipping into that category. But the biggest thing is how can we get past Philly in the division? So just getting some more insight on that. And then, of course, hopefully our pick is here. We'll have some exclusive stuff with the pick. Um, I'll be back in Dallas on Friday uh, to ride the bus back with him when he arrives in Dallas to do his introductory press conference. So a lot of stuff, but I'm so excited. It's really cool just to be out here and see the setup and the excitement of fans who will be filing in, I'm sure, early tomorrow. So it's an exciting time to be in Kansas City. Yeah, all that great work is why she got an Emmy. Never forget. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Thank you, guys. Shout out to the history. You humble me. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we that's try- the complete opposite of what I'm trying to do. We're right. gassing up yeah. right over here. Exactly. We're going to stay gassing you up over here. Haley, as always, <laughs> thank you so much for the time. Enjoy your time in Kansas City. Um, make sure you get the barbecue recommendation that you're supposed to get to make sure you have a good time, okay? Please send me all of the recommendations. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. There she goes, Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right as the Cowboys get ready to take their pick tomorrow at number 26 again. Daniel Jeremiah, his last mock draft has been revealed. He's got the Cowboys taking Luke Musgrave at number 26, and he's got your boy Anthony Richardson going to Seattle at number 20. Huh. Hello, Geno Smith. Okay. (laughs) That's not the worst idea in the world. Mm -hmm. Coming up next year on the Get Right, we are your home of the Texas Rangers. Unfortunately, the road was unkind to them in the last three games because Cincinnati handled business. We'll tell you how next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right, we're Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Alec Med for holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. We're with you until 11 o'clock tonight, less than 24 hours away from the NFL Draft 2023. Appreciate Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com for joining us. Last segment via the Diamond Factory Hotline coming up at the top of the hour. Vach Lombardi of the volume NFL draft analyst. Yes, as Reg mentions, a must listen. He will be joining us at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock to give us his tremendous perspective on what has taken place this draft season. Also, he had a chance to talk with Will McDonald IV, talented edge rusher. And a name that has recently been associated with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Uh, To possibly be... The pick there. Vach Lombardi of the volume joins us at the top of the hour. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, Alec on the radio, a little AM on the FM at 1020 tonight. 
You don't want to miss that here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. Speaking of those Rangers, the good guys decided that they didn't want to handle business on the road before coming home to take on the Bronx Bombers with a series that begins tomorrow at Globe Life Field. That's because the Rangers went down again today. They get swept by the lowly Cincinnati Reds as a just a disappointing three games for this Rangers ball club. They lose five to three to finish out their three-game series with Nick Senzel's two-run walk-off shot for the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, man. Disappointing is the correct word to use for this series. I mean, it is a lowly team that you're playing against, and this is the Rangers are one of probably, what, three teams to just do the incredible to start, which is lead a division that they had, that people thought coming in they had no business leading. And it's been it's been a different thing, seemingly, every day on this series. Um, but today, one of the things that you can point to, because uh, the manager, Bruce Bochy, in speaking about this series said, and I quote, it was a tough series and there was no getting around it. And it's one you really want to get. We we got nicked up. So this one um, where we've got to head home and reset here right now, get back to our game. There's nothing to be concerned about. We've got a lot of baseball left. These guys will bounce back. We will have to play our best ball, but no one is concerned and we'll continue to get better. And that seems realistic, right? I understand that some of that is what you got to say as the manager, but that does seem realistic. This was a game in which uh, Josh Young, the youngsters you like to call him, mm-hmm. um, he got hit on the hands. Uh, Jankowski got injured in this series, right? Like um, you had important pieces in this finale, actually in this game in particular, um, that get hurt. And in addition to Corey Seager being out, Mitch Garver being out, and I understand you're going to tell me that this is sports, right? Like sports, guys get injured. And the and these weren't the injuries that we were all worried about to start the season because that all focused on your starting rotation. These are the things that I can reasonably say, okay, these were major contributors into why you lost some of these games. Now, don't get me wrong. The bullpen, tough. Um, and that's something that we understood was a challenge. But I'm not in a place where I'm here to, you know, lose my mind about it because we, we understand that this is baseball. There's ebbs and flows in a series, and it stinks that these three came together in the way that they did, right? You had two games in which the bullpen, bullpen flat out looked bad. And then the third game in which... You know, John Gray wasn't perfect. He was he was all right. Congratulations then, to him, by the way. Got his 1,000th career strikeout today. There you John go. Gray. That's uh, Look, I'm sure that he's holding on to that, you know, real tight mm-hmm. to help make this uh, make the bad taste of this series just a little bit more bearable. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm in this interesting place where I'm definitely trying to keep myself somewhat neutral here because it was wildly disappointing. As, you know, you have this series against a bad team heading into a whole bunch of good teams that you thought should be like a a jumping off platform into the deep end of, you know, a a, a portion of your your, um, schedule. And it didn't work out that way. But, hey, I mean, good teams are able to handle adversity. And I think that it's interesting to see how the Rangers will get through this portion of it. Senzel's home run, by the way. Ended the Cincinnati Red streak of 79 innings without a home run. They had not hit a home run since Kevin Newman hit a second inning home run against the Tampa Bay Rays back on April the 17th was the last time Cincinnati hit one out of the ballpark. The eight games without a long ball were the most for the Reds since 1991. 
that just put a nice little bow on what was a struggle, to say the least, for the Rangers bullpen. Remember we talked about last week where, or maybe it was two weeks ago now, but the idea of whether or not this Rangers team was a contender. And I leaned toward the idea that they had my attention. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Sure. Where you are happy if you're going to take a silver lining to any of this, that these issues are rearing their ugly head right now and not deeper into the summer. Because at well, there's least, still time for that. Well, the, my point being, Chris Young and this organization will have a really clear picture on what they need to do to address this team if they are going to be remaining in contention going into sure. June and July. And if that is the case, you feel like you can go into the trade market and find you a quality arm or two to help out. But until then, the Leclerc's of the world, Smith, Hernandez, these young men need to find a measure of resolve over the next few weeks here because this is who they have to work with. And I know there's a lot of things psychologically that go into this, making sure that you are not only coming in prepared, but having the right mental frame of work to be able to work these innings. Uh, The bullpen just did not have that this series. And unfortunately, it did them in quite a bit. Not only the two-run home run that they gave up today to end the game, but also the six runs that they gave up late in game two of Mm -hmm. this series that had them lose their second consecutive game seven to six. They and do. what was the four or five um, in in the latter half of the first game like this? That's right. It really was. There was just bullpen issues throughout the weekend or throughout the weekend. It's not even anywhere near the weekend throughout the series. No, you're right. Um, and again, I think that Bochi speaks to it perfectly. Look, man, that's clearly not one that you can like put any lipstick on, but it's three out of 162. And you can't let, uh, you know, these three then impact the next three and impact the next three or four or yeah, whatever. this cannot snowball. Um, and, no. and, and I think that that's, that's going to be – and that's what you have a manager like Bruce Bochy there for because I imagine you del- – you certain people can deliver a message and it lands differently, and I imagine Bruce Bochy is one that can speak to these guys um, and tell them, look, man, that was a tough one. I think we can all see what it was. Let's, you know, get back to it, get back to work. And – I don't want that to obscure some of the great. Th- There's a lot of young talent that are developing and showing up in the ways that we thought that, sure. that we anticipated that they could and better than they could. I mean, you're seeing a lot of guys, Ezekiel Duran coming in and producing, uh, Travis Jankowski being very useful. And then, of course, the obvious one, I mean, well, let's talk about Josh H. Smith being very consistent. And then the obvious one. Josh Young, who is being everything that he was advertised to be and more. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's a lot of benefits here. And like you said, if they can manage to remain even close to contention, the bullpen is a place that can be shorn up fairly easily when you get to trade deadline time. Now, that's way out in the future, but we know what you know. We knew this was an issue, and maybe mm-hmm. we're seeing a little bit clearer, more clearly what the issue is there. But um, I'm willing to keep rocking with this team in the meantime until we get to a place where that can actually reasonably be addressed. Yeah, the Rangers maintain their one-game lead right now in the AL West despite losing their last three to Cincinnati. It does not get any easier, though, over the next four days. You've got four with the New York Yankees. Andrew Heaney gets the uh, assignment tomorrow uh, at 7 o'clock when Garrett Cole is going to be on the other side for the Yankees. Meanwhile, degromination hopes to happen on Friday night as – 
Degromination. Oh, okay. I, I hadn't heard that one before. You hadn't heard that one? Never yet heard? Yeah, never heard of that oh, one. My bad. That's not Get with it. it, man. Get with it. I'm trying. I may be 36, but, you know, I'm out here cooling these streets with you know, baseball. Did streets. you say cooling these streets? That's right. Cooling the streets. You just gave it all back, didn't you? Yep, sure All did. right. Fantastic. Yep, yep. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jacob DeGrom gets on the mound on Friday night. Let me tell you something. If there is one thing that I'm going to do on Friday night, notifications on every time. DeGrom and Aaron Judge get together. <laughs> okay? Or you could just have the game on the whole time. I mean, that too, but I maybe, you know, got the NFL draft, you know, mm. night two of the draft. Maybe a know. date night with the lady. Yeah, exactly, I feel exactly. You. I feel so, you. I say the wifey. You know what I mean? Let's be respectful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's bad. right. But yeah, notifications will be on. Jacob DeGrom versus Aaron, Ju- Aaron Judge every single time. Cannot wait for that. So, Rangers look to get back on track. First pitch tomorrow night, Globe Life Field, Andrew Heaney, Garrett Cole, 7.05. At Globe Life Field, Yankees, Rangers. The only time the Yankees visit Globe Life Field really? this season. Oh, wow. Hadn't as well. So if you're going to be wanting to see Aaron Judge and company, uh, this is the only series that you will be able to see them at Globe Life Field this season. So get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, one of our personal favorites, Vach Lombardi of the Volume. Joins us next to give us his perspective going into tomorrow night's NFL draft. We do it next on The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.